Welcome to the Fatty Z Muskie Podcast. I'm Andy, joined by nobody to the right of me. To the left of me, I have good old Ranger the Fish. The Raptor's still on the table. have not put it back. We have Todd Young. He's on the phone. We also have Vance, who is in the front of his truck, just leaving a boat dealership to get a get his boat ready for Canada, right? Correct. There we go. Vance will be going to Canada soon. Are you going... Boat and trailer maintenance. And, I, and I, I take everything to... Uh, you know, I could do the oil and the plugs and all that stuff, but you know, with my uh, relationship with that boat, I just... Uh, I need to hear that it's okay from... Someone with insurance? Yeah. Nothing wrong. Here it's okay. There's nothing wrong with taking your stuff places. If you're busy, it's sometimes easier to do it that way, especially if your schedule allows for it. Oh, yeah, my schedule allows for it. Well, if you don't sleep, it does. Yeah, and essentially that's what I'm doing. So, nice. Anyways, and Todd's just hanging out at his campsite. He's hanging out here. Perfect. Been hot. These past couple of days have been miserable. I don't know what it's like up there. It always seems to be 10 degrees cooler. No comment. It's colder in New York, that's for sure. <laughs> dead yeah. air. We had some nice dead air there. Okay. Anyways, let's get Actually, going. Actually, it, 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 it broke up there for uh, a second, but I'm in, like, uh, I'm in some back roads in Ohio right now. So. Okay, I'll let that one slide. Okay, here we go. Fatty Z Musky Products, big sponsor of the show. That's probably because the name's in the podcast. So, um, fattyzmusky.com on Facebook, Instagram. You can, uh, let's see, let's see. We have jerk baits, glide baits, soft plastic baits, rod holders, Project X. If you're looking to set up your boat, you know, the rod holders, they've been. We've been moving a lot of rod holders, so they seem to be catching on in popularity. A lot of people like them. Still a lot of people don't understand exactly why they're different and why they have their advantages over a lot of the other, even high-end high, high end rod holders out there. So if you're at least curious or looking to set up a boat, get in contact with us and uh, at least let us explain to you why we feel ours is the best rod holder for musky fishing. And uh, we also, I want to say, we have Bates and Team Rhino. We have Bates and GT Rod and Reel. And our latest uh, outlet, I guess I would say it, is Muskie Tackle Online, MTO, who also sells Boss Shads. You can find Boss Shads at Muskie Tackle Online. You can find them at Mark's Bait Tackling Ammo in Ravenna, Ohio. They have a Facebook page. They have an online store. They have... A good inventory of boss shads and give them a call hop online you know that the website i thought was very very good when i looked at it last so check them out there you can also get in touch with paul directly through bossshad.com and let's see i think i told the story last week about my daughter getting her first reeling in her first muskie it was a fire tiger boss shad we also 
we you guys have boss shads up at chautauqua right yeah uh, i'll tell you what i've been putting them in the little store long point state park everybody should know where that is if you're fishing up there at chautauqua and uh i've been you know, because of our sponsorship and the stuff we're doing with Paul, I've been sneaking some in there, and I just stuck a couple really cool colors in. There's a jointed one in there, which we're not going to do too many of them, and I don't think he is either right now. So we have some stuff in there. I, I restock it as stuff depletes. It's a very small little thing, but I'm, like, checking it out every day. Uh, check them out if you need one. There are some in there. There's some really cool colors. There's some special colors that were painted up for the show. Uh, I mean, I have a lot of them. <laughs> Andy, Vance, you get we, you know, we got a lot of them in our boats. But there's, you know, this is sort of the overflow, of the sponsorship. There's some baits up there. Stop grabbing. Uh, and I think Andy brought it up. I mean, Andy, we're at the point with the Raptors that, I mean. There's about four at the state park. I think you probably have four at. I, I have. In the shop. I have a little bit more than four, like three times as many. I have like a dozen raptors left. Yeah, and that's not a lot, but no. Yeah, musky tackle. No, you, you, usually, we're hit way ahead of this. I mean, if if you're looking to get them, you got to check out some of our retailers, MTO, TRO. TRO and uh, GT Rod Reel. Yeah. Check them out and grab them there because I'm not going to be able to get home to. I do a lot of the poor, you know, I do a lot of the making of these things and I got to get them to Andy. He puts paint job on and let me tell you, I can't, I'm just not going to be home to do this for a while. So if you're really in the desperate need for one, grab that's where to grab them. I, I, would, I would definitely say if you're looking for standard colors because that's what MTO picked up and they picked up a mm -hmm. lot of them. Like, so much to where I'm very low, like I said, like a dozen left. And um, check him out, Aaron. He should be, I shipped them yesterday. I imagine he'll get them, he'll probably get them this week. I would imagine maybe by next week he'll have them up and running on his website. And, uh, you know, just the, the, the standard, you know, standby colors. You know, I was, I was almost going to talk a little bit about, you know, Todd, you brought up the, you know, we have a bunch of Bosch ads and stuff. And I, I got to the point to where I'm looking at all my baits. I'm like, how many is too many? Like, you know, like I'll even yeah. hit like on, you know, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about this more. But all three of us got out and we did not musky fish, but we walleye fished. And I brought a giant tackle bag full of walleye plugs. We literally did not change a bait. And we had no, we pulled out six six crankbaits, and we used the same six the whole time. Never even thought of changing six cranks and two spoons. Yeah. And it was just if they're not hitting this, they're not going to hit anything. But it, mm -hmm. it was also very reassuring that we couldn't have gone they, more than a few minutes on average between fish. So yeah, they were hitting them. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, there was not a single hot bait, and that's the seems to be the story this year on Erie. Is if you can put a line in the water, you can catch a walleye. You'll catch yeah. more walleye than perch right now. So, um, anyways, yeah. So, kind of going back to the boss shad stuff, I'm looking, and I'm like, oh, I could put all these. I want all these. They're mine. They're precious. And I look, I'm like, I ain't got no more room. Where am I? Yeah. I have no more real estate to put baits. So, the only thing that's logical is, you know, 
buy a bigger boat. That's right. Yeah, and you'll still not have room for them. I'll make overhead storage. I'll have a <laughs> flying bridge on an 18-foot boat. There you go. So, anyways, if you're, you know, what's that, Todd? No, I was going to say, you know, if we're talking, to, let, let's get into a couple of little quick walleye stories. Okay, well, let, let's finish up the sponsors real quick. Um, so, okay. bot, <laughs> com. <laughs> uh, he also has a Facebook page, Friends Who Like. Boss Shads, you can join that, you know, share, share baits, you know, whatever it's stories, photographs, and, uh, you know, if you, anywhere you get the baits, you know, if you heard it here on the podcast, let them know that you heard it here on the podcast. And then Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, Todd, let's hear that. Yeah. Todd at mcfishingguides.com, Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, give us a call. We don't have much of anything left here in July, except... The main man, Vance, 24, 25, 26. He's got three days open this month. And uh, that's going to take us through this month and pretty far into, into August. So, man, if you want to come out here and get a chance at a fish, get a hold of us. We can get you hooked up with Vance Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, 24, 25, 26. He's been, uh, he's been putting them in the boat. It's not like we're having a great year, but Vance has been putting them in a boat. Some really nice ones. So Now, when he's casting, what kind of rods does he use? I mean, is that a topic that comes up a lot? Oh, we yeah. do talk about that, yeah. Yeah. All St. Croix. We have a lot of people saying, like, yeah, I'd like to get a St. Croix. They're pretty pricey, but uh, I don't know. I've had other guys say that, uh, you know, I did buy one, and guess what? I love that rod. It, I don't think they're that pricey. Well, I was anymore, just about to compared ask compared to the other rods. I was going to ask. I don't ask, know how they're pricey. Uh, you know, I guess you can always go and get a store brand rod for under a hundred bucks. But yeah, you know, and and there's nothing wrong with those rods. I've ran a lot of Gander Mountain mm-hmm. rods a long time. Now that Gander Mountain's yeah. not even there, I don't think they honor their warranty. But um, mm-hmm. they were nice rods. But it's like eventually you wind through. Like I don't, I don't even want to label it lower end, but just for the sake of this conversation, the the lower budget rods, and then you seem to go a little bit, you know, you start notching up. But Saint Croix has some really good sticks for reasonable pricing. Yeah, I'm use I, I use a lot of the Triumph series. Mm-hmm. The uh, I mean, you're talking about a, I think they're one forty, one fifty. Yeah. Uh, I use a lot of those. I bought a I, I bought I just bought a high end rod from them to, for my planer board rod and I'll tell you I like that Tramp series better for my planer rod you know I like it uh, you know, like the length of it I like the length of the handle uh, so I'm using it for trolling obviously but you know we're doing some casting with those I've not had an issue and I've gone through I've been going through them for five years now as yeah guide staff yeah yeah and. Uh, you know, they're 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 some of the rods that I turn over each season. But uh, man, that seven six Triumph, I think it's a great rod. Mm-hmm. Nice. All right, Vance, you want to lead us into the rankings that are powerful? Yeah, podcast power ranks. 
send in your submissions. Uh, we'll get you involved. You've been doing it since the uh, turn of the year here. Uh, and it's just something to talk about, ranking positive things or negative things in fishing. Uh, three down to one today. Uh, and we will go with coming in at three. Andy, take it away. Okay. Mine was on our last show that we did, or a recent show, I talked about my planer boards and how I was very disgusted with them. Well, I had since made my own set. I found some plans on, on the internet uh, of the, the three boards, not the collapsible twos, but the threes with all thread. And I did not want them as, <clears throat> as big. So... I kind of downsized them. I poked and hoped on some of the tie point stuff. So I'm throwing an audible real quick. I am going with a nice pulling planer board. That leads us into, you know, us trying them to making sure they work. So you built these planer boards knowing that you can only go up from the garbage that I had originally, which, <laughs> which you know, the funny thing is, is, you know, we... I was talking to Justin, and, and he was saying, he goes, I'm shocked that you have so much problems with these these boards. That I don't even know if I dropped the name. I'm going to keep it anonymous right now. He's like, you're the only one that's complained. I said, this thing won't even pull a spoon without falling back. So, yeah. yeah really? think those, those were terrible. They were, te- they, they were garbage. That's all I could say, and I wanted them to work so good. But they just couldn't. My my will would not make them work. But now those those nice three boards, you know, we we were out with Vance on Tuesday night. We're recording this on a Thursday, and we just tied them off to the boat cleat. Um, yeah, and they they pulled tight enough to where they did. They they never really jumped off all the efforts of breaking those rubber bands. No, that no, they didn't jump at all. They so I. That's where my power ranking is, is good running planer boards when you want them. And uh, Yeah, no, those things ran great. Man. Yeah, if you if you watch setting them up, because we were hand-lining them out, because there's no planer board mast on Vance's boat, you could very easily get a nice rope burn when those things are starting to rocket off. And, yeah, uh, yeah. So, pleased with that. It wasn't real easy to drag them in either. No, they, I, they they were like the perfect, you're not running eight musky plugs off them, but they're sufficient enough for what's needed or what's, you know, the goal is on Erie. And they, they they stayed put, and I still had trouble popping those bands. Yeah, we're fixing that issue. I got I got new stuff coming in, so <laughs> I'm, I'm, that's, that's terrible when you're sitting there fighting. You know, like we we talked earlier on on the the previous show, I use shower curtain, you know, like hooks, and we we wrap a rubber band around the line, and we'll put on the shower curtain and hook and send it down the planer board line, and every time, like, I would always try to bite the rubber band like half the thickness to make it weaker. I'm shocked. I wondered that, why I I wondered why you were nibbling on those rubber bands. If I didn't. We we would have to bring in the lines. That's just the only way. That's that... why. That's why. That's why I never put one out. I was like, I don't know what he's doing. He puts it in his mouth, chews on a little bit. <laughs> yeah, because I. I 
I, I, that's the only way you can controllably cut them on the high seas. <laughs> so. You have to remember, I mean, Vance and I had a great time. We went in Vance's boat. Vance, Andy, and I went out, did a walleye trip. I mean, we're musky fishing every day. Uh, Some of us. Yeah, Vance and I are musky fishing like every almost every day, and it's like when when we get a little bit of time. Believe me, I do like going and uh, had a great time. We brought a three ticket. Yeah, three, we uh, yeah, we all, all punched the limit. We were out for like two hours. I've been eating walleye all week. I'm gonna eat it again next week, and you know that's what I kind of do for fun fishing which i don't get to do that much but we had a blast it was awesome i wish i could go but i can't now let me ask you this we never kept track of the fish we threw back give me your estimate on how many walleye we caught in two hours besides the 18 that we kept yeah i I would say we threw back 25 vance how many do you think you threw we threw back 30 I have no idea how many. I was going to guess upwards of 50 fish caught total. Plus yeah. the ones we probably missed when we were... Trying to break rubber bands. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, 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 the funny thing about that trip, because I think we should at least spend a couple minutes on it, was we'd have a fish on the planer board, so we'd pop the line. We did not have a single fish break a rubber band on its own. It was all human-driven. Yeah. And when that was going on, we had... So we had three... Three board rods per side and a dipsy per side. So we ran eight rods. Uh, we could have run one more, but I didn't know where we were going to put it. Um, so we pop a planer board, and I think I was reeling it in. And Todd's like, well, I'm going to check this dipsy. So he checks the dipsy, and Vance goes, well, I'll check this other dipsy. We were dragging two fish on the dipsy. So yeah. it was like, oh, we got like this man-made triple on. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, we Well, well at, at, at one point, I remember you saying, I don't know why these dipsies aren't going. Mm-hmm. And every time we reeled it in, there was a fish on it. Now, at the end, Vance was paying attention to the dipsies, and there was a fish on there. Much like more often time, than every, not. Every time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you just check it. Oh, let's just check it. Oh, yep, there's one on there. Well, it, it's kind of weird because fun. in the tiller... Someone has to kind of be back by the motor, not necessarily, but because of the hydraulics, that thing tracks very well, uh, almost better than like my boat with the steering wheel. It just it, it holds a line really good, and so but the seat doesn't come out. So there's always kind of someone there, and the the graphs are right there. And towards the end, Vance was like, "This is my rod." He was putting the dipsy down deep, and he was watching the for arcs. And he goes, "Okay, here it goes," and he's like. He'd like take his eyes off the screen and then look at the rod tip. And there were a couple times you called it. I don't know if it's yeah. coincidental or what, but it was it was it was fun to watch that you were so focused on one rod, not caring about all the other rods bending, just yeah, barely. That out of that, that Vance, was, Vance, you I did was, do that. You started concentrating on those dipsies, and it's like there's three out here on these boards. Yeah. Vance was I, like, yeah, but yeah, but I saw the dipsy. There's one on here too. <laughs> Yeah, I was I was checking the graph. I was there was there <laughs> yeah, was, you were letting fish, them out. Yeah, fish down deep, and you can kind of see where that that dipsy's going on the screen, where it's tracking and whatnot. So I would just drop it down. I would hit those arcs, and you would see just a little tip. It would go off. 
the fish was on. It, it it was it was fun to do that. That plus I was like really terrible at breaking those rubber bands. I didn't <laughs> want to do you know, you know. I'm hoping that's in the past when I get my latest shipment in yeah. from UPS. But uh, we I was I was so terrible with the. I mean I remember I like a half dozen baseball swings to try and break these things and uh, <laughs> and you know I was and then you I handed me the rod thing. you said I'm not I'm not doing this again do yeah. it I'm you like I'm, it. I'm done <laughs> I'm done <laughs> I'm done but you know I was I was setting those trying to pop the thing and then you know the, the fish would be up on the surface then it would foul hook and you'd think it was a bigger one <laughs> You know, I'm like, oh my goodness. We had a lot of fun. We brought home a lot of fish. It was nice. The the, the funny Something different. The thing that is very easily escaped from people when they, you know, relive these memories, and I was waiting to see if anyone else would bring it up. The amount of insects out on Lake Erie. Oh gosh. It got to the point to where, like, they weren't biting flies. They were just like light little fluffy clouds of winged evilness that would oh, just swarm yes. around you it got to the point van started digging through his compartments he found a can of bug spray that was practically empty <laughs> and he started spraying it in the air like it was gonna stop them and here i'm like under most cer- now we're moving we're moving forward he's in the bow of the boat spraying this up in the air so i got this big fog mist of deet and whatever <laughs> else is in this and i'm back by the motor and I'm just like, yep, I can smell it as I'm going through this haze of just <laughs> bug repellent. Yeah. And at, but it was the bugs were so incredibly bad. I didn't care that I could taste it or that it got in my yeah. eyes because it was less <laughs> irritating. It was so it was so calm when we went out. And then I did talk to our good friend Ed Ed Steinmetz, and he's he's an eerie guy. He said, oh, it was really calm when you went out. And the first thing he said was, how are the bugs? Yeah. I said, they we, were really bad. We almost went in. <laughs> yeah, they, were, they were in my eyes. They were in my nose. I was swallowing them. He's like, yeah, when it's really calm, that's what happens. I said, yeah, and the wind picked up like one quarter mile an hour. Just the slightest wind. I mean, remember yep. when we had, like, there was a little ripple. Yep. And the they bugs were, were gone. It, the, the bugs were so bad and they were swarming around you so much like i had my amish hat on as the color you referred to as the two people on the phone i would like flick the brim of the hat and it was just like to me it, it reminded me of a dried out christmas tree you touch a limb and like all these needles fall all these bugs took off and this cloud just just engulfed my face you would have your hands on your on your knees and you're sitting there just looking at the rods you go to pick your hand up and you like close your fingers. You kill three of them between your fingers. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. It was fun. But uh, yeah, they seem to just go away as you know when the fishing got good. Not that it was awful in the beginning. It's like either we didn't care too much about it or 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 what it was. But they were Todd. I I, I pointed this out to Vance because I couldn't point it out to Todd because. Todd was his had his back to me and Vance. I said, Vance, something to the effect of, "It looks like Todd got shot with a shotgun." And there was just back of my shirt. The back of his shirt from sitting down in that chair. Literally was, was like so you got peppered with six shot. Yeah. 
Yeah. Hey, touch touch base on that. Um, you know those clips when you used them on Saint Clair and what button? How you just uh, you you weren't trying to pop the rubber band. You were you were like missing fish. People were missing muskies and stuff like that with that. Uh, so you just like would reel them all the way in up the planer board line and take them off. Yeah, we were. I, yeah, I, I was up there one time and I have these big. I can't remember the name. Uh, like a big heavy duty. Actually, it's a Don Rigger clip. And I rig them up the same way. We put them on a shower curtain. And uh, there were times that, you know, usually the muskies will pop them right off. But I, we had fish hit when we were out there doing that. And uh, sometimes it wouldn't pop. So the first thing that I started doing was like give this big rip and try to snap them off. Snap, snap, snap. And uh, we kept losing all these fish and uh, just decided while we're doing it, well, what the heck? No, this is going back to when you were only allowed to run one rod per person. So, you know, I would have one on my board and I would just reel it in. I would just keep it on. You know, the fish hit. If it did, I mean, if it hit hard enough, it was still hooked up. I just yeah. keep keep it hooked onto that clip. I, I'd reel the thing in, and uh, you know we'd reach up on hook it, and we had much better success. I mean, I reeled in some upper forty inch fish that didn't unhook the, didn't unhook my clip, but that clip is set in your hook. What, what you know when you're trolling? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of guys use rubber bands up there too. Uh, I know guys that like double up the rubber bands. I don't know what everybody's doing nowadays. Couldn't tell you. I'm done it enough to yeah the the i guess i'll give my progression of of the planer board release clips and uh you know we, i guess before i i, I change subjects there kind of like what you todd was saying was there were i think at least one or two fish that if it was the inside board board line if a fish hits that we just said just reel in the the mm-hmm. the rubber band on the shower curtain rod will then come back to you and then have someone break yeah. it because if you're sitting there just like Vance colorfully described as baseball swinging with the rod to try to break these rubber bands, um, you're you're herking and jerking the fish, and then also you're herking and jerking the fish. The rubber band breaks, you got a second or two of complete slack line, and that's that's where you're dropping yeah. fish. But mm-hmm. I used to have a whole bunch of like offshore planer board clips, and you know they they worked really nice. Until the board line broke and like seventy five dollars worth fell to the bottom of the lake, and I said, yes. "There's got to be a cheaper way." So the cheaper way is shower curtain rods from Walmart and a big bag of number sixteen rubber bands. Which looking at them, you're like, "Oh, those things are weak. Even a bluegill will break them." No, you could pick Not up always. a whole, you could pick <laughs> up the boat with them, but they're, yeah. they're they're thin and dainty, and you wouldn't expect that. But now I'm I'm no. switching to another. But before I say anything, I want to try them before I give my blessing yeah. on those. So Yeah, the only only fish that popped one of those was that thirty inch walleye and the uh I was so used to doing baseball swings it was popped and then I went I set the hook on it again. Oh yeah, so. that one that the first time me and you went out. Mm-hmm. Yes, I remember that. The big fish. Yeah. It, Update it, that because I'm sick of being embarrassed. I did, Andy, I did see a couple Andy, times. Andy couple was, times was we looked at. Yeah, go ahead. Andy was very critical of my 
rubber band breaking. breaking. Well, well <laughs> and I guess I'm just, I am very used to people, you know, being completely understanding of the whole system. And when, when that, when your 28 inch fish hit, it, it, it popped the, the rubber band because you had like an eight and a half pound fish on the line versus a 14 ounce fish that we're magically finding now. But so this big fish hits and it broke the rubber band and I, I forget, you know, the whole thing, but you know, the general thing is like outside rod. So, but it, they just go pop and you'll see that the line pop. So you're, you're not like watching the rod tips to see anything funny to be like, okay, there's one here, but the line didn't pop. This one went pop. Vance just being used to, you know, the, well, I don't even know how many fish we had caught by then, but he grabs the rod, like reels up and sets the hook, like to break the rubber band, but the rubber band <laughs> had already been broken a few seconds prior. So he gave it a nice big hook set. The, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's okay. And, <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> and he yelled at me again. <laughs> First of many. Oh my gosh! But it was a it was a giant walleye. <laughs> when your gear wrapped out, and the uh, the line level didn't work, you know, I, I, I was I was reeling and it, and it just we, got balled up on one side, so I was moving it with my index finger trying to reel this. It's thing not. It's in. not like it's not like it, it's it's not a strength thing, Vance. We were breaking the rods. Todd broke well, a rod. Breaking the reel seats. Yeah, we were. Yeah, Andy's now putting screws through the handle, and I learned that from Todd. Yeah, yeah, just put a screw right through there because Vance was baseball swinging, and uh, we were breaking the real seats loose. Yeah, so in two trips with Vance and one with Todd, well, I I I had real uh, a real a level line go down in Vance's hands. And then a real seat go down in Vance's hand, and Todd broke one of my real seats. <laughs> Whoops! And and the thing is, is they're like, "We're gonna go fishing. Can you bring your gear?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, we'd like to borrow your stuff and break it, and then return yeah, it to you good. and leave. Let's take your stuff and uh, that that one reel that we were using. Uh, that thing would spin the whole way down around it. To the bottom. It was like it was a, it, it, it was a curly. Uh, it was spiral wrapped eyelets. Like yeah, yeah, it was like spiral. And because the rod's two piece, you could actually make it that. But you know, yeah. if you really wanted to, and I'm shocked that the joke hadn't been thrown around, you could have spun that, and then it would have been like a spinning reel, a except spin you got to do yeah, it backwards. You, you would have been comfortable. Yeah, reeling backwards, left handed. <laughs> yeah. But, so we had fun. We, we had fun, okay. but you know, the biggest thing, and I'm going to talk about the rods real quick, is that generally your trolling rods for walleye are, don't have to be the most expensive. And I like to have all the same stuff because you are trying to pick up sometimes very sensitive bites on long lines. You want to have rods that react as the same as possible. So getting the same length and the same action, mm-hmm. the same brand. And, you know, before that, before this trip that we did i had bought two more rods but they discontinued them so someone had a supply somewhere so i'm like yes i love these rods these things are nice i've only had one failure well then go out and todd (laughs) todd likes hey i broke your real seat like the reel spins around like it's on bearings it was so smooth (laughs) 
<laughs> we're used to. We're so we're used to we're heavier. Fisherman, man. Yeah. yeah. I'm like this little handle, this rod. Oh my god! It's so cute. Yeah, yeah it's so sweet. This is so sweet. So I don't we know. Had if this, we, we had we had a good time. Hopefully, we're gonna do it again because. Originally, my power ranking was going to be when the fish cooperate and just the amount of fish that we caught, but I felt the planer boards were more fitting based off of a previous podcast. So, now we spent 20 minutes talking about... Yeah, one one thing. But that's okay. We can do what we want here. It's all good. We mix, we mix musty right. stuff into that. Mm-hmm. All right. Who's next? All right. Well, hey. All right. Coming in uh, to is going to be mine. Uh, and it is... A good bag of beef jerky from the gas station after a long day of I've been doing yeah I've I've been on a bender here between uh, guide trips and my other job and uh, food seems to take a back seat especially did today did a full day today had to drop the boat off two and a half hours away do this podcast, and I have to drive two and a half hours back. And uh, You'll be working in the morning. Yep. Yeah. Beef jerky has yeah. got me through. Oh, my gosh. Greg is going to be upset. I was just about to say something about Greg. Greg, Greg um, doesn't like that anymore. For, for, for two he's reasons, always, but one is beef jerky. He's always upset. He's always upset me. I'm always doing something wrong. <laughs> Vance did not hear what I said, but... Um, so yeah, the bit I I don't get. It. I love beef jerky just like just about everyone else who likes to eat food. I don't know what they put into that grocery uh, the the gas station stuff. It is really delicious. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's really good. Stuff. I don't even know what brand uh, I had. I just bought it. I was like dinner. Now <laughs> you're using Help those it. primitive words. Dinner now. Excuse me, sir. Beef jerky. Mouth. Now. (laughs) Hey, now. Yeah, rough day. The other thing is, it is extremely expensive stuff. It is. It it can't be the most choice cut of meat either. I think it's a lot of like... Lips and kneecaps? No, 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 no. I don't even know what it is. I think they use the meat that's like expired... It's still good meat, uh, just old. Okay, I would rather have lips than expired meat in some (laughs) butchering shack that's probably like, yeah, they have really quality back straps, but it's just like, yeah, these have been on the shelf here a little too long. Let's make jerky. They're probably, that's the meat that's really close to the vent. That's why it's so tender. (laughs) It's been aired out. (laughs) Beef jerky. So, beef jerky to keep your heart pumping. So, nice. Yeah. And uh, coming in at one, Todd? Yeah, this is going to be another little story. Uh, you know, being out on the water, there's an electrical storm in the area. You know, By electrical, you mean like sun. lightning? Yeah, I mean like lightning. Like being out on the water and... Uh, Nice electrical storm, nice, nice, nice lightning storm going on. But, you know, it's far enough away that you feel safe. 
you know, where we're at, you can see them off in the distance, up in the skies, and you're like, yeah, they said seven miles. We're heading this way. That storm's going this way. But uh, getting off the water when something really crazy starts happening. And uh, there's some crazy stuff that can start happening. I'm sure there's a lot of people up, out there that have heard heard and felt and seen some crazy stuff happening. Some guys will just fish right through it. But uh, After there's some stuff. The, the, that the story that you're going to tell, Todd, scary. is is, yeah. is like, I don't think I could feel it in my boat, but the just how dangerous a situation can be. Because yeah. it only takes a second, you know. People should really listen to this story because it kind of has me changing my views on how manly I need to be to prove to myself what I can go through. So, with that, yeah, little lead in. Some, Todd tells the story. Yeah, so you know, you know, in my boat, the 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 extra rods, I have them standing straight up in some rod tubes, and. uh I saw some people running, and I was heading back towards the launch, and, uh, you know, the storm seemed far enough away, and uh, we were heading back that direction, and, uh, you know, my rods, so, so these rods that are standing straight up in the air, they they started humming, like buzzing really loud. Like, like barbershop quartet kind of stuff? Yeah, like you could you could definitely hear hear the buzzing coming out of the rods, and I I so <clears throat> and I'm close to where I need to be. The storm I still feel is far enough away. There was lightning strike ten miles south of me, and the skies looked fine, but it was a very electrical type day. Uh, I mean, I don't know, you know, if you call it that electrical, but uh, these rods start buzzing. So I'm like, I reached out to grab one of the rods in my, in my rod tubes. And when I grabbed it, I mean, I could see the spark. Vance saw the mark on my hand. Mm -hmm. My fingers were tingling after this happened. I reached out and grabbed it. And when I grabbed it, I grabbed the snap on my leader. And the spark came across. It like made me jump. And I grabbed the rod and I like threw it back in the back of the boat looked at the people i was with less and his son mm-hmm. less lions less i know less will listen to this and uh they didn't really know i don't think what was what what started happening but because less didn't hear that <clears throat> so i look at these other four rods that are standing there and i'm afraid to grab them i'm, I'm reaching out trying to grab them by the cork and i'm like we gotta get these things in and in the meantime Jacob, bless his young son, he reaches out and grabs a rod. And I mean, I was walking by because I had another couple rods in my hand to lay them down. I could see the spark. And he was like, ouch, oh my gosh, you know. Yeah, my boat like became some type of a, uh, but those rods, I mean, so the, so my planer board rods are way up in the air and I, I, you could take that rod and I tipped it down to reel it in. And then you can only reel so far with that board on there when you're in the down position. When I would lift it up, that rod would just start humming. Uh, I've had those rods humming many, not many times, but quite a few times before. 
but I think like we were becoming like this electrical. Now, Andy, you you're more scientific about this. I don't know what was happening in my boat, but we were getting we were getting major shocks, sparks, and I was like. I grabbed everything and threw it in the bottom of the boat. I had a huge tangle <laughs> of all the rods, but I mean, it was something really bad. I felt it was really bad. Yeah, yeah. I, I wish I, I don't know that phenomenon that you were, you know, actually in. But mm-hmm. you know, with with you saying you know, like the storms in the vicinity and stuff like that, I mean, you might have just been like the conductor for to you know build up a charge and. Whether yeah. or not that would lead to an actual lightning strike, who knows? Yeah. But I guess it but could almost cares? be like you got to get off the water. <laughs> at, at that point, I mean, that is, I guess, if your boat is shocking you, that's as close to lightning as you really want to go. Yeah. Because not many we people are like, shocked. I wish I would get struck by lightning today, because it yeah. probably hurt if not kill you. It you know yeah. to the least amount it would hurt it would hurt, but. Uh, I, I want to make. You could a... take those side rods that were like down in the like down near the water tip. I could take them, and, and when I tipped them up, they, it would just, you you could hear like this, this hum. I tip them back down, and it would quit. I did it one time just to try it. And I was like, oh yeah, something's going on here. We need to get off. Yeah, and I I can't tell you if that was something in the air or if the water was somehow mm-hmm. getting, you know, building up, you know, some some kind of charge to to that. But I yeah I. I should have looked some something up because we did have some time on that, but it's not nothing. I think I did. I did. I get you in, Todd. Yeah, because I decided to send a trolling spread because I thought everything was good. Yeah, that's usually not the case. No, you know you that. Did, you know, you you know that's bad. Yeah. I've been, known, saw, I've been known we to saw pl- Felice and uh, we yeah. saw Felice and Mercedes Dave buzz by and I was like, man, everyone's going in. That storm's yeah. way down there. But didn't you have yeah. like a uh, like a gentleman's bet to win? We yeah, did we have a gentleman's bet to win. That was part of it. It's all worth a free bait at the boat launch. It is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've, uh, yeah, and when I beat you in, that's bad news. You always, yeah. when, when I'm, if you're at the camp and I'm out on the water, you you always send me a text like, hey, getting pretty bad. Better better start going in. Yeah. Better better wrap it up. <laughs> Meanwhile, Todd's dropping a downrigger and putting the mast out. We're winning this one. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that's that's some crazy stuff with, with that it boat. was crazy. It was very, very. I mean, I, I've been like I said, I've had stuff like that happen before when the rods start buzzing, rods are coming, but I never saw anything like happen that day. There was, there was another fisherman out there, and I guess I guess I shouldn't say his name, but uh, he he texted us. He was like, "Stayed out. I have such a bad migraine." <laughs> Oh, yeah, and he ended up going, it's right. <laughs> he was like, I have, such a bad mi- I, I have such a bad migraine. And then, like, later on, I, I think I, I texted him. I was like, well, did you do any good? Post-frontal bite, baby. And he was like, he just sent back, like, headache. 
Yeah, and he, had to, he had to get off the water. Yeah. <laughs> he stayed through the whole thing. So it cooked his brain. It was like a microwave there. <laughs> it's. I mean, it's, ser- it's serious stuff, I guess. You know, it, it's, it's easy to brush that stuff off. The one thing that, you know, does stick with me is like, oh, if it's not winter and you don't have slippers on in your house and you're rubbing your feet on the carpet, you should not see sparks coming off of your fishing gear. No. No. Yeah, no, I never I never saw the sparks like that. And I have a friend that I, I, I know, well, I mean, an, an acquaintance that was killed by a lightning strike when he was trying to push it fishing. And, you know, no, I don't I don't I, I don't play with it. Yeah. Yep. Is it so worth it cra- for a fish? My, my my crazy uncle who, you know, when I first started going up to Chautauqua, he has these, like, very specific set of rules about the week. And we always take the boat out on Thursday night. And, like, lightning bolts were crashing in Bemis. And he, we're in this, like, 14-foot glorified rowboat. And he's in water shoes trying to put this thing on the trailer. And, and he's, uh, he's like, we, I'm like, I'm not, we're, we're not helping you with this. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. I, I still think yeah. it's funny, like, the rigid rules. I, I want to question that until it changes, but it's like, regardless of what happens, it's coming out now. This is what happens now. Because if you don't do it, the, you know, the everything built in civilization will come collapsing. Yes. Just do it in the morning. Schedule. Yeah. Lightning, man. Well, that wraps up the power rankings. Uh, send in your submissions. We'll get you involved when I can actually sit there and read that I'm driving right now through Ohio. Terrible drivers, I tell you. Out here in Ohio. This is insane. Are, are there any terrible drivers in Pennsylvania? Oh, yeah. Just about everyone other than your truck, right? <laughs> Pretty much, man. I mean, people are all over the place. This is a mess. <laughs> all right well i think we hit just about all the stuff that we wanted to hit on our extra long power rankings so i think like the topic that we'll kind of wrap this thing up with is big fish or supposedly claimed big fish and i think vance has a really nice big fish story that we can then lead into a little more discussion. Yeah. Uh, I guess we could talk about that. Uh, it's a big fish. Uh, casting. It's been, it's been a couple weeks now, but the really, really big one that came out of, out of Chautauqua. Uh, it's casting. Um, there was about three foot waves to my back. I wanted to hit this area. Well, set it up. G- give me the give me the cloud cover. Give me temperature. Do what I did when when I did my twenty minute trolling one with my daughter. Oh, it was the major. It was the moon major. It really wasn't. I have, you know I don't. <laughs> I was gonna say you, you, you <laughs> ran out of steam real quick. I was gonna quick. say, did you know that really? Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, last thing, last thing I'm looking at. He doesn't even know what month I, it is. He's been on the water so much. Oh no, 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 no! Here, here it is. Here it is. Here it is. 
I marked I marked the fish earlier in the week, and I went back after it. That exact fish. <laughs> like you marked it with like like a trident. Like it, I marked them. I was in I was in eight foot of water in a bunch of weeds, and I saw a follow on my grass, and I marked them, and I said, "Oh, that's a big one. I'm coming back after it." Yeah, it worked out, man. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I call them now. I can call them. I see them all the time. I I've seen this. you call fish before. Well, yeah, but not not like that. I went out casting <laughs> in a spot that I really really like. And there just happened to be a big fish that struck there. Simple mm-hmm. as that. Okay, so you're in big... Vance. You're in Big Fish Corner. I'm in Big Fish Bend. You're in Big Fish Bend. You and I know where that, that is. I have some other friends that know where that is, but... Uh, okay. You know what? Yeah. So... so That's what we call it. I, I, I told Vance about Big Fish Bend. Yeah. Big Fish always, Bend. I would imagine when you go there... In order for it to get its name, Big Fish Bend, there has to be some kind of arcing nature to this, right? <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> there is. You are a genius. I don't miss much of the obvious, man. Yep. it is. It, it really is Big Fish Bend. I mean, there, I caught a lot of big fish out of there. Seen a lot of big fish out of there. I know Todd's got a lot of big fish in that corner. Yep. Um, My brother knows where it's at. And I mean, remember, remember when we were casting it last year and uh, this is one of the last days Mitch was like still around. And, Mitch yep. one or two? Mitch one. One. Yeah. I, I knew that, but I just wanted to bring up the fact that they're both gone. But go ahead. <laughs> it, was, it was the only time I've ever like hit anchor on my trolling motor and we tried to catch the fish rather than oh like, that, eh. that's right i forgot about yeah. that that fish yeah. was chasing us around i had to follow yeah. him two or three times and then vance was like here it is over here yeah, yeah it was crazy yeah it was yeah. so silly but yeah uh big fish bend uh you know i had three foot waves to my back um and we, we were uh Coming around the corner and uh, blowing at about, probably drifting at about like close to two miles an hour at that point. Uh, and I was I was getting ready. I usually like when the, when the wind's blowing like that, uh, I stay far off of it because I know that I eventually will blow into it. And uh, I really want to turn turn around and go back to the wind to the other side uh, where it's a little bit less hectic where those waves are um, emptying out but I always try to hit that uh, just because it, of its of its history um, and yeah man I, I was just casting and boom I felt a little tick I shot a really nice hook on it it hit on the pause I gained up on that on, the, on that slack a little bit and I just I buried the hooks and the person that the girl that was casting up front I said fish get back here it's really really big um and she came back in the corner as quick as she could and in those big big waves and she started reeling and uh i got the net ready and i saw the fish and i was like yeah that really is a is a giant um and she was on she was on the uh 
in the back left corner of the boat and um that thing started running like crazy uh and i ended up <laughs> it it went back around the motor and it started coming up on the opposite side and i just i took a chance because i knew that she wasn't going to be able to move with the fish or really understand uh you know that's that's just tough to do you know being in those waves and whatnot and if you've never really done it before uh, to to follow the fish and all that all that stuff but i i'd spun spun the the drag back uh, pretty pretty loose so because i figured that that if this fish is gonna you know make a make a run um you know you always want to spin that drag back to, to let that let that do the work on bigger fish but um because i when i was really knew it I, I i used to bury drags and they would go and you know take a run underneath the boat and you know naturally they would stop because i had the drag buried and you know that would just potential for those hooks to rip out um and you could lose that fish so it went flying on the other side of the boat it was its tail was was going crazy out of the water. I mean, it was making a big, big one. It was pissed off. I think I timed it, dunked the net, um, and that thing went right into it. And I mean, I, I, I took a chance with that net job. You know, it could have, it could have very well went right underneath that. Um, but I was confident uh, that I could get it. Scooped it. There was a lot of energy on that on that boat. We were screaming. Uh, I think I sent Todd and, and Andy that video. Yeah, I did not get a video. I'll tell you yeah. that 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 day you were there doing that when you sent me the picture, that fish. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you even went over there. That's I how rough it, it was. Rough. It, it was bad. My guys couldn't even stand up. Right oh, it was, it was like bad. like my clients. They couldn't even stand up in a boat. It was rocking that hard. Yeah. You were yeah, in some serious because I, I had to look. I had to, I took like three takes at the pictures. Like, yeah, I know where that's at, but <laughs> you can't yeah. go there today. You couldn't have been there today. <laughs> yeah, and it was like about yeah, it, it was, was like awesome, d- doubly as bad as it was today. I mean, it was it yeah. was it was crushing over there, and um, yeah, I, I you know I got it got it in the bag. That lure came flying out uh, as soon as as soon as it was in the net, and that thing was green, oh, wow. going crazy uh, in the bag, and it was you know, it was one of those big fish that you know you got in the bag and its heads out of the water because it's so big. It's just a just a giant beautiful Chautauqua fish, um, and we were rocking in those waves, and I kind of just put the the trolling motor on ten power and tried to go out into the waves because you know at any given time i would have been pushed you know thrown up into something you know yeah you've been into a, into the docks or something into the docks Dock so I, or a uh, sailboat off offshore moored sailboat sailboat or something yeah yeah and it's in, in that situation when you're working on the fish it doesn't matter what side of the boat you're on uh with the bag it's going to be uncomfortable trying to you know, get hooks out or whatever, you know, it just is, you're moving too fast. And I had really nowhere to, 
to hide. So I just, you know, tucked out into deeper water and, uh, you know, we got some really nice pictures uh, of the fish and the girl that caught it was going, was, was really, really happy. And, uh, you know, it was, it, it was great. By the time that I went to release it, um, you know, I was, I was already, I was already, uh, back into the into uh, really shallow water again so i had the motor back up held the fish in the water and uh in the correct position and uh that thing kicked off just fine it was nice you know it it, it was it was a, a true chautauqua biggie you know they don't come around that often todd got one a couple years ago that that just you know looks like a uh you know, a fish that's not from, from Chautauqua. And uh, they come up every, you know, somebody gets a really, really nice one every year. I mean, those, but the, you know, that's what it's all about, man. They're just unbelievable. It, it, they're in there. They, they are. So without giving the measurement out, we will give the hint that it's the rarest muskie ever. Mm-hmm. We want to leave it at that. Yes. Okay. Leave it at that. Okay. So that's everyone's clue. If they need to know, it's the rarest musky <laughs> length ever. So that kind of then leads into, <clears throat> you know, it's just it's just a great transition into kind of what we're talking about is mud puppy rafter. By the way, hit all your Did plugs up, fans. Did I say that? You just did on now. The pause. You did say on the pause. On the, on the pause. Three foot waves on the pause. Deep down in there. Try doing that with something else. In the uh, big fish. In the water. Wa- in the waves. Big fish bend. In the waves. In in big fish bend. And uh, was you there come a- fish with us? We'll probably take you to big fish bend, but we probably won't tell you, right? We we uh we take everybody out. Show them, show them the lake, but there's a few things no one will ever know where Big Fish Bend is. And that includes me. And you might get to fish it. But Andy, you have fished it. You you have, you have fished it with me before, but I didn't tell you. Well, it wouldn't matter because it literally looks, every spot looks the exact same on that lake. It's like yeah. you're right in the middle. You're like, yep, right here. <laughs> Just start casting. <laughs> it doesn't always have to be a bend. It might be a bend in the weeds, but you'll get to fish it with Vance and I. But uh, I'm not saying we're going to. They tell will you. sink your boat if you're fishing it. <laughs> no. So, yeah. but like, like the big thing is since you know we're not disclosing the actual length of the fish, but you know it has all the properties. No one would ever say that, yes, you would exaggerate on this. And it kind of brings up, you know, some some events as of recent, you know, and it just one that kind of hits close to home. But you see it all the time on anything. People talking about a, a fish, they have a fish photo, and you completely know that that fish photo does not line up with how long the fish was claimed to be. And I mean, it'll practically be a fist fight 
on social media or whatever, the internet, what have you. And you, you always have the two groups of people. I mean, and, and it's some of this stuff is so obvious. And I'm talking about the so obvious ones. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're mm-hmm. fighting over, is that a 48 or a 47? Well, that's anyone's guess. But if you're, if you're holding up a 38 and you're calling it a 49, you know, th- things of that nature. Um, it's just you got the two groups of people. You got the people that are like, actually, no, there's gonna be three groups. I'm 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 going nuts tonight. You got the people that will take it for face value, or just bite their tongue. They're the neutrals. Then you got a a big percentage of people like, yeah, that ain't that ain't it. What you claim it to be is not what it is. And then you got a I feel an even smaller percentage of people who will sit there and defend it to the grave. And, uh-huh. you know, you're always going to have that till the end of time. That there's, it's yeah. always going to be, and, it, and whether it's an excited fisherman, I sometimes will even give it up to a keystroke. Maybe instead of a three, you accidentally hit four. Those numbers are really <laughs> close to each other. Yeah. But, you know, generally that would get corrected quickly unless you really think you could pull that one off. Um, I don't know. I mean, to me, like just just thinking of the topic, it I think it it, it hurts. It hurts the musky fishing community as a whole to extremely exaggerate the size of a fish, and 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 the the reason that I feel that way is the it diminishes an accomplishment should you yes. ever do break the barrier, and. If, if it, and that barrier could be anything. That barrier could be 55. That barrier could be 45. But there's just that you, you want to reach this goal. You want to hit the finish line. You, you're you reaching for it, and you may have put in some time. You know, what, whether or not the angler feels that, you know, but what they've done is justifying, um, you know, the amount of time they spent fishing can justify well okay i wanted to i wanted to get a 45 incher this year but this one's 43 and a half i'm just going to say it's 45 to keep me interested you know self-interest there but then it you know it, it doesn't help them out when they really do get a 45 because it's very hard to remember a lie it's you just it's very it it just is, it is. you will remember the truth and it's like, you know, you're like, all right, so you get you, you know, so you finally catch your 45. You're high five in your buddy, you bump it 45 and three quarter, whatever. And you're like, all right, my first over 45. Then it's that awkward moment, like, dude, that fish you got last fall, you said it was 45. Yeah. And it's so that, that, that kind of like discredits people. And, and there's just some people that will always be that way. It's almost like this, they can't help but like one up everybody. But when you start throwing around like a magical number like 50 and so you got this like, let's just say it's a 48 and you're, you're like, I'm going to sneak it up to 50. No, who else is in this boat? It's just me and you. Can you keep a secret? Yeah, I keep a secret. All right. This thing's 50 and, you know, whatever, three eights. And, you know, because people are like, yeah, 50. How come it always lands right at 50? People, people do the eighth thing, huh? Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen 16th before. That's awesome. That's incredible. 
yes. But yeah, eighth inch. To me, I would almost go to half inch increments or just. I really like my vagary system. Upper forty, you know, middle thirties. It I, to me, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And but I think that to get to the doesn't matter phase. You gotta really just like not live for the inches. You can't live and die by it. Yeah, but you also can't just jump right into that fifty club. Yeah, it. You can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't just be like, "That's big. That's fifty. Yeah, because it's going to discredit you very quickly. Well, but yes, for for the real people that know what's going on, but for all yeah. the people who don't know what's going on, you know, yeah, like, like you, you know, you take like a, a fish that's put in a paper or something, and they're like, oh my god, fifty pounder, and then yeah, you know, and then <laughs> people that actually are like, you know, see this in the in the musky industry, you're just like, uh, no, <laughs> but what whatever, and then then the other. It, the general public that reads that is like, oh my god, those are the people that it would be like. Yeah, I'm not yep. swimming in that lake. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and and, and kind of like, I'm going to pick on just the home state of Pennsylvania real quick. Pennsylvania does like this catch and release like award thing every year. Todd, you know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. I don't know, Vance. Have you seen? Oh yeah. That? There was one year, like, I, f- I forget the exact number, like, the Pennsylvania state record was. What was it, like, 53 pounds? Yeah, I think it's 56 pounds. I think it's 56. Yeah. It, it, it's, in the, it's in the 50s, somewhere in that area. Yeah. But there was, a, there was one year, and this is going back. I mean, this could be going back 10 years. This could be going back three mm-hmm. years. I, I forget when. But a guy at Pomatuning Lake, within two yep. days, broke the state record twice. Twice on yes, a minnow. I remember that on a minnow, and Pennsylvania minnow. Pennsylvania goes off a of weight, and you have to be over two ounces, and it's like how how did you just bang two middle fifty pound fish within a couple days of each other on a minnow, and there's no yeah. there's no photo, no. And, and and to this to the state's defense. This is all honor system. It's not like mm-hmm. you're going to hoist the Stanley Cup or anything. It's just something out there. I think it's probably more designed for the kids and to get them excited about, you know, trying to accomplish something. Um, but And then you get Minnow Man who completely takes advantage of that. It, it is probably for kids and stuff to get a, a, a patch or something, you know. Yeah. yeah. I, I remember... Like they, Go ahead. Be really proud of that, and then you get somebody on the opposite spectrum that could just just thump in their chest and, and just like yeah. At that point, let's just say Minnow Man, he he puts two in the top five because I think they publish like the top five or something like that. What happens if you like legitimately had a solid thirty-five pound fish that did now did not make the top five? Not saying that Minnow Man didn't catch those fish that big. But he might have had thirty-two pound fish, and he just put them at whatever he wanted to put them at, and mm-hmm. actually take something that another person actually earned. Yeah, you know the right to say this was according to the people who turned them in, the third biggest muskie turned into this catch and release thing. 
it probably wasn't the third biggest fish caught in the state, but if you don't submit, you don't count. So I had some guys in my boat earlier this year that did a uh, trip with me, and uh, they both had 56 inches. 56? No. Out of the uh, Allegheny River, yeah. 56 is out of the Allegheny. Both of them had them. They told me all about it. And I, you know, and then we're going out on this trip, and I'm like, man, I'm, it's going to be disappointing. It's amazing. We had about a 40 incher on up to the net, almost got it in the net. It just got off right before I netted the fish, and they were freaking out. Wow. Yeah. It, it, you know, I, I think that that kind of stuff happens. <laughs> it happens all the time. The the urge to have a giant to your name to kind of give you the accreditation mm-hmm. that you that you're like yes I'm part of this group I'm in yeah. I'm in this elite category not necessarily mean that you're the best angler or anything like that but you're you can now talk and and you know hang out with the big boys yeah <laughs> to me those stories if if the person keeps pursuing you know an interest in a hobby and musky fishing that will eventually deteriorate to where they will not talk about that story anymore mm-hmm. it's like this false front just to get their foot in the door and eventually yeah. it, it's like yeah you know what i i have a picture that 56 i don't really think it's over gonna, 42 because i have a i'm, four- not, gonna, I'm not gonna show it to this guy yeah yeah I'm no 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 longer gonna call it a 56, but when I do show the the four by six photo that I printed out, I'm gonna put my thumb over the little the little thing that I put 56 inches over, so I can at least show them the fish. Yeah, I said, man, you guys both got, you guys both got fish bigger than anything I've ever got out of around here. Does that have a bearing, wow. you know, effect on them at all? I mean. I mean, you know what you're getting into when you when you deal with that. And I, I knew what I was getting into. Like I said, we had like a 40-incher on, and they were freaking out. Mm-hmm. And we lost it. And it was a 40. Way smaller than 56. Yes, by 16 inches. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Just go with, run with it. Yeah, so kind of getting back to why i feel that you know it it, it takes away from stuff let's just say you have lake xyz and and say the lake is relatively small and someone i've heard of i'm gonna pick on lake labuff there are so many times when i would go to lake labuff like where you go to launch is is like right next to like this obviously they have a dock system put in it's it's a very small lake and I've seen some big fish in there. Do I think it's like that eight, eight, 80 acres? 69. 69, yeah. That's 69 small. acres. <laughs> but I don't know if they're counting right. the island in the middle or not. So it really could be yeah. 68 <laughs> acres. And, um, but, you know, they, they have a, it, it's a fairly decent setup, but it's, it's very, it's very undeveloped for being, you know, 70 acres. I'm just going to call it for ease of, and, but everyone on the dock has the story of the, you should have seen the 54, the guy caught right there. Really? How many fifties does this thing crank out in a year? 
because I may, may have seen one. May. But was it 49? I can't tell you when it's in the water following a bait exactly how long it is because that's not what you're like, well, if I threw this tape measure yeah. against it now, it was a it was a big fish. It was an adult, mature fish. It was big. It could have been 47, but it was big. Who knows? But um, everybody seems to have those those stories, and it's just it starts to actually take away from if you did like if you actually did go to Lake LaBeouf and you pulled out a fish over 50 inches, and you go to the dock and people are like, what'd you catch? And you show them a picture, and you're like, this thing went 50. Fill in the number after 50. Yeah. They're going to like, oh, yeah, my cousin's uncle caught one right over yeah. there. <laughs> Might have been that same yeah. fish, but it was bigger then. Yeah. You know, st- stuff like that. And it, so it really diminishes, you know, I guess it has like this. It does. Underlayment of, you know, just degradation of accomplishment. Look, look what happened with Vance's fish on opening day. Yes. Uh, a 48. A beautiful, nice, real nice 48-incher. Probably weighed like 30 pounds, which is a big fish. And people went crazy around here about that fish when it got onto the social media. Mm-hmm. Mm. They yelled at me like Andy. Well, they yelled a little bit because you're... Because you did it on, uh, but I mean, you know, we talked about it before, but I mean, that, that, that's what happens. And you just hear the endless stories of the 56s and the six footers and the five footers and six footers are an impressive fish. I, I don't guys, think I've seen a six footer before, but no, I haven't either, but I've heard many stories of six footers, uh, you know, head on one side of the boat, tail on the other, No, but you know, guys getting into the sport, you have to take a step back realize what what's happened if you actually get a 48 i don't care if you're fishing in wisconsin i don't care if you're fishing in lake claire i don't care where you're fishing in minnesota you know take a step back you got a four foot fish if you actually catch one that size and don't worry about all these stories that you're hearing about the five and six footers because they just don't happen five foot 60 inches there's been a few ever caught. I know we talked about this before in the podcast too. <laughs> and I, I think I think we've hit on this, but before I, I tend to think the people that say six foot musky, yeah, r- really. Why do they? Why do the musky guys never get the six footers? You know, because no, all the bass always, guys always, put the sore yeah, sore so, mouths on them. It's always yeah. the other the other <laughs> way around. But like yeah. I, I, I truly believe that there's a vast majority of people that say six footer were really meaning to say something like a sixty incher because most people don't realize <laughs> that sixty inches is five foot, not six foot. Yeah. And it's probably more like four foot. That or three foot. Three and a half foot, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's all it's all fun. It's fun, but it's fun, you know, and and this is not like us preaching to be like, 
you have to have accurate measurements because I, I was I came out and admitted that I like to have the the I I don't have to have a, a tight measurement. Mid forties, that's close enough for me. And if anybody wants to dispute it, be like, okay, you tell me how big it is. I don't care. But um, you know, obviously, once the fish gets to a certain size, yes, I'd like to know: is yeah. it forty-eight or is it fifty? Which I'm only bumping the big ones because I don't see that many of them. When I get those big ones in there, I do bump. I put them on a bump board. Not everybody can afford a bump board, Todd. So, yeah. Well, I had a homemade one till last year, and now I got one from. Where we get them, Vance? I don't know. Musky. Uh, Musky bumpers. Yeah. Yeah. bumper. They were right across from us at Butler. Or yeah. Musky Max, not well, Butler. I broke down. I bought one. Some people were making fun of mine that I made. I, I don't like it's having great. to store a bump board. Yeah, I know. It's a pain, but. Yeah, the bump board and the net. Man, those things suck. I would. Um, I guess I'd rather just lay the fish on my track and be like, if it's if the tail's hanging off, tell me how many inches. Because <laughs> I have a four-foot track, and I believe that that four-foot's going to be very accurate as it was done in a machine that's computer-numerically controlled. So, yeah. But I also like the stories where, like, yeah, I, I grabbed the fish... I took off my shoelace, laid against that, but then I ran out. So then I put my, I ran out of shoelace length. I put my foot against it, and I marked with a pen where the shoelace started and the fish ended. It was just like this whole host of like inaccuracies going on. Just like four steps to it. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, okay. So why did you do all that when you could have just like lined its head up with a mark on your gunnel and then like put your hand where like the the tail fin was give the fish the old heave ho and then throw a tape on it you're going to be a lot more accurate than you know just just pulling like lint out of your pocket and weaving it together yeah <laughs> you know stuff like that but i i understand like the macgyver ingenuity when when things are going but yeah. it's it's always yeah. like did you really measure this fish? Because you're off incredibly. You're, you're going to get a better consensus by posting the photo of the fish online and take the average. Yeah. Then just dance. Mm. Dance. Tell them about the guys you took the other day. Our good friends, the Amish boys. Me? Oh, they got. They have a good head on their shoulders, man. You don't. Yes, I got to fish with the Amish guys again, and I'll tell you what. Serious, dedicated, 100% catch and release. I know the Amish boys get some bad raps, but uh, I'm telling you, we have some Amish guys that like to come up here and fish, and they are true, dedicated, musky maniacs. Are they not, Vance? Yeah, they really are. are. Are those the ones you sent me that picture of that 619 behind the horse? (laughs) Yes. <laughs> that was a joke. That did not happen. Yeah, yeah, I know. No, but it's funny. You know, they, they don't, obviously, the Amish guys, they're not going to take a picture. They're not going to listen to this podcast so we can talk about them. But 
I have a great time with these guys every time we go. They are serious, dedicated muskie anglers, and they are, and they're good. They're good, and they're good. They're good. good. We just took them out the other day, and both of those, both of our guys got three fish. You got some serious casters right now. We can we can get you on fish if you're not pausing and watching that raptor. And we had many misses too. Uh, both boats. I took a guy. Vance took a couple guys. They're they're into it, but uh, they show up with their, with their own tackle. It's crazy. It's crazy to me. I because I live amongst, you know, I live in a the area I live. Man, there's a lot of Amish around. You didn't expect what what we ran into here, and they they love it. They won't take pictures. It's so nice. You just re- they reel the fish in. You release it. Just like you fishing. Just release it. Like fishing, fishing with like you? normally. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah and that's, that's what we did. Okay, let the thing. If it's not over off. like four foot, I'm not even yeah. going to bring it in. I was like, just bring it in. It's 45 or just release it. Yeah. And uh, that's what they're doing. But uh, the neat part of it is they, deep down, they would like to have a picture if they get a big one. And what did that guy tell you? He, he was like, if we, if, we, if we get a big one, I was like, because I, I, I was asking about it. I was like, all right, so... We get a big one here. I mean, do you guys like a 50 a, plus. Wanna, yeah. Yeah. Do you guys want a, a photo of it? Or, and they're like, well, man, it's a 50. I think I would, uh, I think I, you know, you can hold it and then I'll put my hat in the tranks in the photo. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, really? You want, you're not going to hold the thing. And they're like, you can't get a picture. Yeah can't get a picture you know he's like i he's like i was like well what if i would develop it for you and and, and mail it to you he's like nope can't have it can't have it yeah he's yeah. like but he but he said I, maybe i'll just like lay my tracks there and put my hat yeah. in the photo mm-hmm. <laughs> well i guess at that point you'd almost be like if i just took the photo and put it through one of these filters to make it look like it was pencil sketched could you have a could you have a frameable hand drawing of yourself holding this said fish? Yes. Might be able to do that. And yeah. these guys and these and these boys caught a pig. Believe me, they they you know, they have a bump board. They have everything to land them. They got a net. They're they're doing it the right way and they caught a pig down there in Ohio last this year. Mm-hmm. Believe them, I believe them 100%. It was 50-plus inches. They too. bottomed out their scale, and, you know, they caught like right. a 50-plus inch or 40, probably close 40 pounds if it wasn't 40 pounds. And uh, I'm not going to say the lake that they fish, but uh, I was over in Ohio, and I believe them 100%. Because he I called me. They were all, he called they were me. All, oh, did he? Yo, yo, he called me the night he caught. He said, man, I wish you'd have been here because you could have held that for the picture. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, I wish we had somebody like you with us because you could have held that thing up. They're they're, they're, they're just they're just great guys. Yeah. And I I believe them, too. I believe them. Mm -hmm. I believe them over. You know, there's all the photos that are that are flying around when people say like 50 yeah. and stuff like that but they're honest guys and man they're a hoot they you know they have such good personalities and 
We have so much fun. It's it's a fun it's a fun day with those guys, man. No, and it's so you it's can't really, just, it's really you can't throw them into that. I mean, I I got some questions because I people saw us leaving the dock with them. People saw us fishing with them. I had a friend who was cutting grass that saw us fishing with them. <laughs> like, it, what are you doing taking those Amish guys out? Do you let them keep them? Nope. Yeah, we fillet them on the boat. We fillet them on the boat. <laughs> yeah. No. So don't 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 judge these guys when you see them. They're not not all that way. I mean, they were even talking about it when we were out. You know, they're like, we have a buddy that says we should just keep them because all the fish do. Uh, you know, the majority of them die after you release them. And he's yeah. Like he's full of it. Yeah. You know? It you know I guess if we wanted to explore that a little bit that almost seems just like a, a any excuse is a good excuse to just disregard you know any efforts to do it and just keep it you know almost in like yeah. a selfish need. But the, whoever this guy is must be a little bit influential on him because uh, the guy that I fished with. He's the one that caught it. He said that guy was t- saying you should have just kept that fish. A fish that big will never survive that release. And uh, he went back and rented a boat like the next three days. I could tell it was working at him. Because mm-hmm. he said, I, I went back and rented a boat. And I was in that area and taught. I don't, I don't think that fish died. I mean, we looked. And I told him I never saw it. And he said, I just sunk to the bottom. And, I mean, he was generally concerned that that fish died. And he's like, I don't think it died. I mean, we caught it, I measured it, and I put it back in the water. They they came out of the water less than anybody on Facebook or anybody. I haven't even brought one in the boat yet since I fished with them. I netted it. They, they do like to see it in the net. They like to look for a second while I'm unhooking it. They're like, look at the colors, look at this. And I was like, do you want me to bring it in for any reason? And I said, or I can, can I just turn this net over and put it back? They'll reach down and grab it, hold it by the tail when I let it out of the net, and, it, and they swim away. Mm-hmm. Water releases. They did measure the 50. Now, to me, that, that that's really interesting there because generally, at least, at least I'm going to speak for myself and most people, is that you get a fish in the net, it's just like, someone just said go and you're going as fast as you can to get that thing away from you yeah and and and, and to hear that they're like we just want to look at it normally i don't know what my they fish do. look like if if i took a photo of a fish i don't know what the fish looks like until i look at the photo like, oh, look the at that that's the thing they don't they use they they have such a clear mind on uh, it, they have such a, a uh, I, don't, I don't know what I'm really searching for. Yeah, the, the, their we, mind is and, not. And we're, they're, they're not. It's not. It's not clouded by this ridiculous uh, Twitter, stuff. Facebook, internet, yeah, iPhones, mortgages. And they're using. They're actually using logic. They're using yeah. rational, like you know, decision making. How, how everybody should be in the industry, but that you know the. I'm going to say something that I'm going to regret, but uh, so I'm just going to yeah. stop. But <laughs> so when they 
when they, they they were talking about that 50 and there was about six of them on this pontoon when they caught it and um he was like man you know i wish we would have put it back in the net to let it kind of you know to rest it and then pick it back up and get a girth on it and then they were like they said something they they uh they alluded to something like what is that girth calculator thing yeah they know about they're reading a lot of magazines they're reading the articles yeah to to get a weight on on Mm -hmm. things and and they say something like uh they 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 said something about like how yeah i can imagine how people take it how, how people you know lie about those things or just make numbers up to see how how big this to see how much the fish weighed and stuff like that they they were using a lot of logic like that so, you know re- real clear thinking they're just like mm-hmm. that's a bunch of that's a bunch of bogus stuff too you know? they they were like you know we I'm sure a lot of people catch these fifties and just say that oh there there's my forty pound fish or fifty pound fish and then they said oh we got a girth on it and then they said that they hurry up and just look out look up that girth calculator or weight calculator and just see fifty pound fish and say yeah that we girthed it and that's what it was you know yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, I, I, I bet you people do that. I was like, you guys have a, a clear mind about this. Yeah, and we're, and, and we're probably dealing with a unique group of the Amish. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's, it's just funny. Every single one, we've, we've done trips many times with them now, and they're just like, we would never kill a muskie. Oh, my gosh. What a, what I mean, like I said, they're more gentle on them than anybody that I've ever fished with, Absolutely. or anybody I've ever seen fishing in the musky fishing industry, including me. Because guess what? You put them in the net, and I said, I can tell them that's probably like 39, 40 inches, and they're like, that's good. I just want to look at it a second, and they look, and I flip the net over, and they swim away, and guess what? I don't have to take picture we don't have to bring it on board i don't have to pick it up then let's pick it up perfect releases so awesome it's fun perfect so is this where you guys want to end this one yeah heck yeah perfect well we'll end on a high note there so um I guess I was thinking about this earlier. Vance, Todd, what do you think? Should we release the freestyle rap that Nitro did? No. 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 (laughs) No. Absolutely no. We'll have to have Nitro on so we can. For his his image. All right. Then I won't play it. Yeah, I will need to at least ex- the uh, Eminem ruined everybody. So everybody's a white rapper. If uh, we, we we you know weeks ago it might have been a couple of weeks now, uh, Nitro came over for a surprise visit and 
he got into the studio and most people when they see a microphone even if it's not on they feel as though they need to like sing and he started freestyle rapping about musky fishing and i was able to film about a minute of it and uh unfortunately we gotta let him go with it i mean we could get him going but we gotta give him a little time to think if if we if we had him on the show that could be our intro I would, you know, we give him some guidelines on things not to say. Yeah. Um, it was it was very good for literally just sitting down, which is it was very good, very hard for this kid to do, and he cranked it out. It was pretty cool. Only a couple people have heard it, and I know one other person, maybe two other people, I've sent that to so they could listen to it because it was just. Yeah, you never expected that. Yeah, out of a, out of nitro. So, all right, he's gonna he's gonna make he's gonna make our intro. I'll wrap. Yeah, he 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 will. Yeah, and we'll run with it. He just can't talk about a couple of these punks that he talked about there. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. (laughs) All right. Well, then I won't pretend I never said it. Erase the last three minutes. (laughs) So. We'll get him going. Yeah. Bossshad.com, St. Croix Rods, mcfishingguides.com. And, um, you know, uh, check out Musky Tackle online. They have a whole nice selection of Raptors, 6-inch, 8-inch, soft tails, and a couple 10s. Uh, they also have a great selection of Boss Shads along with Mark's Bait Tackle and Ammo, Ravenna, Ohio. That's the... That's the city where the brick-and-mortar store is, but you don't need to go there. No, you don't. You can go right to Facebook. You can find their website. You can hop on the store, and you can buy it right from them. You can also go to boshad.com and talk to Paul straight, you know, straight to him. No middleman. And um, get your Boshad needs right there. St. Croix Rods, you can go to many of the retailers that they have, MC Fishing Guides, well, you've been listening to Todd Vance for probably 200 and some odd episodes. So, with all that, I don't think I missed any. No. But, yeah. Oh, I did want to, I'm going to, this is going to be a real big call callback. When Todd was talking about his electrocuting boat and how you were tipping the rod down, yeah. I think I think I should put on the, the rod holders. <laughs> Could save your life in an electrical storm. Yeah, tip it down. Tip it down. If they were if they were rigid and you grabbed them, you could have very well been you just lit up. You would have been seeing like the leg bones, the rib bones, the skull bone. You know, like a cartoon, like X ray. Like that was going to happen that day. So, yeah. all right, we're done. Good luck fishing. <laughs>